Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. This is the Brooklyn Combine. We're reporting to you live from Nungui. Where is that, Jazz? Northern tip um, of Zanzibar. Where's Zanzibar, Mally? It ain't in the bricks like I thought. <laughs> not not club Zanzibar. This ain't this ain't going to the Zans like back in the day. This is actual. Zanzibar was in, in the bricks. Yeah, yeah. This That's is crazy. Wild club. Yeah, club Zanzibar. Where's Zanzibar, Kenneth? We are in East Africa in Tanzania in the island off of the mainland where actually the president of Tanzania was born and raised in Zanzibar. Oh yeah, this is the Somaya. Yeah, yeah, this is the Somaya. But what's... It's violating the Maasai tribe right yeah. now. Let's yeah. kick yeah. them yeah. off their land. Indeed. But you know what? They would, in their, in, in their defense, they would, they, would, they would, rightfully so, constantly make it clear that this is distinct from Tanzania. Like, this is distinct. Like, they have their own history. They have their own existence is independent i guess it'd be likened to you know uh, puerto rico you know what i mean like puerto rican you're not out here like yo i'm from america you know what i'm saying like yo you puerto rican and so culturally they have their own historic dynamic relationship to oman so on and so forth so i guess they would feel like yo we that ain't us we ain't a part of that <laughs> that's them over there you know what i mean and it's true it'd be, it'd be true indeed yeah so and and what Mali's speaking of is Zanzibar was kind of its own thing. Tan Tanzania was a, a taken from, like the the name was taken from a combination of Zanzibar and what? I, I don't remember the I don't remember the other land. T Tanganyika, Tank. Yeah. I gotta look it up. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll fact check that for y'all. But that's Tanzania. And growing up, growing up back in the days, Brooklyn facts. Stessa Sonic made a song oh, about Swan. Africa, oh, yeah. they named all the and they named all the countries. I thought that was kind of brilliant because they made it like it that made it part, of, you know, part of the lexicon. Yeah, as Wasn't it some level of black consciousness was still permeating through black Americans or black people who were in America, mm -hmm. but that has been, in my opinion, thoroughly. Yeah, but still. yeah, but it, it is it's, it's been thoroughly wiped out that level of black consciousness. What we was just talking about, which is, you can't confuse what the the human dynamic and Europeans have done concerning capitalism, and you have to unpack capitalism and race. But in my opinion, and I know Mali, I think me and Mali agree, but we differ in some regards of it. Is that for me the catalyst for imperialism, colonialism? Um, white supremacy is anti-blackness mm -hmm. and anti-indigenous people um, and it, it has to it has to thrive in that regard and it's like we haven't been able to create a system to, to refute that 
And one of the things that we as a people haven't been able to do, particularly black Americans, because now traveling in, in the continent a little bit, I have there's some nuances and context to, to, to how people of African descent consume all this. But we to resist this, you have to innately treat, teach your children to resist white ideals and power. And that this thing has been going for a short period but such a long time that that is is an unwelcoming thing for most people because everybody who you look at as a black person who's successful or somewhat successful they have accepted whiteness oh yeah absolutely like cats cats that start trying to adjust to injustice they start trying to you know find find their way now of course if something doesn't bend it breaks so indeed like you any system you're gonna have to sort of bend but what cats are doing out here this ain't bending Oh, just to give guys some background, Jazz is Jazz got to Africa first. Jazz moved out of the country um, and moved to Bali, then Phuket. Now he's been in Nairobi and now he just met us in Zanzibar. And then I've been traveling the continent by myself up until like a week and a half ago where I got up with Phil and Shaba and Lamu. Then I got up with Candace and the kids in uh, Tanzania, and we went to the Serengeti. Um, so it's like, and then Mali and Chichi and Jazz met us out here. So it's like we got, you know, combine in Africa. Jasmine, um, I'm sure people are like, yo, you, ja- you said Jasmine. Jasmine. <laughs> My niece Jasmine. Um, so, you know, we, we out here. It's been a lot to intake for me personally. I know people who've been here and they said that it was definitely, look, I, I'm not spiritually connected to America. I never have been. Um, I'm also not who people think I am. Oh, you should smile more. Or, yo, you're always angry. Oh, you're not happy. I'm not that motherfucker either. But I definitely am not connectedly, spiritually connected to America. I understand the spiritual connection here, um, but I haven't, it's been 24 days It'll be 24 days, right before that I was a week in Scotland. I, it's a lot to intake and, and reflect on, and I haven't really quite... English isn't my first language. That, that, didn't, that you know, it was so ill to be in South Africa and see these brothers with the 11, 12 languages in South Africa. And you're like, wait a minute, what? And dudes is chopping it up, and you're like, damn. No, the, the, the cat Pablo, right? The other, the other, the other night, we were in a market, we chilling, building with some brothers. And, yeah, and, and um... In Stone Town, in, yeah, in Stone Town, yeah, this brother, his, I forget his man's name. I won't remember it, so we can shout him out. But it's cool, young dudes. But we start building on some Pan African history. This brother's dropping. He's coming with the gems, yeah. yo, and we was loving. So we building, and <laughs> this brother, in between, he's jumping through so many daggone languages. It's, yo, it's freaking remarkable. But. Again, we say it all the time, but when you experience it, of course, it's, it's, it's more meaningful. For the U.S., the world stops between the Atlantic and the Pacific. You go everywhere else on Earth, people are part of Earth. They're citizens of the freaking world, and you see it. You see it. You know, if, the, if these brothers were in the States, they'd be working at the U.N. or something, you know. But out here, it's a regular day. It's a regular brother. Yeah. Matter of fact, we, we was kicking it with them. Um, I think somebody threw out like, oh, Pablo, like, like, oh, oh, Pablo Escobar. He was like, nah, Pablo Zanzibar. <laughs> he was like, he was like, big up yourself, yeah. Yo, he was dropping gems, though. This, 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 this brother was like, this other brother, he was, he was saying how 
somebody had threw out there Obama, somebody threw somebody else, oh, Clinton, and this cat threw Trump out there. He was like, yeah, I love Trump. And it's like, yo, why, why you love Trump? He said, I love Trump because he treated, his English was broken, but his point was very crystal clear. He said, I love, I love Trump because he treated black people like garbage and he made them come back home and start looking at the continent. Yeah, and listen, it it goes back to when I knew he was going to get elected. And I thought that me and Tony Rico spoke about it. And I said that, you know, it's going to be painful, but this is a necessary thing that needs to happen for black people. But I don't think we still got this lesson yet. Um, You know, and and just the political structure of America and and Western culture, for instance, and America's um prototype of paradigm is very can be very duplicated in all, all across Europe and all across the world but in America you have uh two parties you have a right wing racist part overtly racist party that doesn't have the moral fortitude and is racist and then you have the democratic liberal side that are complicit in in their morality and and all, yeah, and, 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 and you have blackness, which has, ref, has walked away from its ability to be uh, revolutionary and, 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 and anti-capitalist um, and anti-poverty and join the party. And we are watching what happens when you've lost and then people are okay with that loss. And... Um, I don't think being in Africa would be some utopia for me, but I certainly don't want to die only living in America. Um, you, you still see, I've been to several places out here in the last month, and you see, you know, it's beautiful in Cape Town, but you see the, the distinct, you know, it was a transfer of power in, 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 in South Africa. It wasn't a transfer of resources. And Mandela, much like Martin Luther King, and um, who are all both courageous men. And I think we gotta be careful about yep. idolizing men of courage instead of duplicating the courageous parts of what they've done. And then moving on. And moving on. Um, that's what black nationalism should be about. But, um, you know, in, in Cape Town, you see that abject poverty and the transfer of power went to the small percentage of white people and the black people got nothing. And, and in Johannesburg, you see the cultural strength of a people who really changed and did, you know, I, I wouldn't say it, it, it was it was on par, not the same as what uh, Haitians did in the revolution, but certainly they resisted. They knew it was going to happen. They planned for something and it happened. Mm-hmm. And the 70s was hopeful and painful and tragic. And then the 80s got dark. And then now all of that hope that man the world pushed Mandela out there for has turned into straight hard times for the majority of black people in South Africa. But that's not unique because you we in Zanzibar, but let's not get it twisted. You step outside off these beaches and you go in the interior. Right down the road. Right down the road, you're gonna see like insane poverty. You know, um, straight you, abject you, poverty. You know, you, you know, certain certain places in Ethiopia and we've been in a lot more. Kenya, Nairobi, Liberia. Um, like, yeah, it's 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 and and that's just on the east side. We're not even talking about what's going on with Somalia and and, and America and and um, Ethiopia and Eritrea. Like it's and it's you can't get away from the global paradigm that exists that continues to exploit. You can't. However, you can get to somewhere where you're spiritually connected and create time and space 
to do something and think in a different manner. Um, and I think in America, it's, it's become increasingly hard to do that. And America's at war with itself. It's, it's, it's imploding, in my opinion, as it should, because it is, it's like math. Yeah. One plus one equals two. In America, that two is what historically they've been leading up to. Yeah, they've been sowing the seeds yeah, yeah, for this yeah, implosion. What's happening over there? Everybody's, oh, yo. Listen, somebody was talking to me about New York. I'm like, look, in my lifetime, in the last 20 years, New York has had a, 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 US, a former U.S. attorney who turns out to be a nutbag as their mayor. It had a, it has a cop now, has a billionaire. There's nothing progressive about New York. There's no political left in New York. There's no political left in America. It, it's, it's, a, it's a party on the other side of insane um, corporate and racist ideas. And they don't have a leg to step on because the people that they're trying to help aren't informed enough and concerned enough or urgent enough to say, yo, you know what? Fuck what you doing in that capital. Yo, we, yo, we, we not eating dirt. We not drinking dirty water no more. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Our kids ain't learning that curriculum anymore. You're not testing our kids out of, 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 of privilege anymore. No, we ain't doing that because the people are too busy trying to be a part of it. A part of it. Right. But and again, so on a propaganda end of it, that's where capitalism has succeeded to capture the imagination of the people such that the people stop imagining an alternative. They stop oh, imagining yes. what it can look like. And so even when, like, like we were building before we started recording, we were talking about Marxism and the role of Marxism. And when pe- when, especially when you get black academics, any particular names don't matter. Mm-hmm. They, they become fascinated with their capacities to jump through the nuances of that mm-hmm. discourse. And for, if anything, I'm gonna tell them brothers, go and, go and listen to some Kwame, go read some Kwame if you wanna get a fuller understanding in my judgment. So that can put this in a context of how you deal with race. Uh, of now, race, in that sense, they, they're clear that this is a part of a larger system. But to your point earlier, it's so interwoven that sometimes to detangle it is an exercise in, in I don't know, verbal gymnastics or something, or cats be having verbal yeah, diarrhea. Come out like yeah. they're the smartest yeah. <laughs> trying to and describe right. something, and it's, and it's not practical. It becomes very unpractical because, and again. You could, with, with Marxism, you could start right at this point. Like, you didn't have, you didn't need capitalism to have nope. oppressive economic models. People no. have been trying for a very long time. But was capitalism. But, yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny with, with Marx to me is that he did what the, the typical white liberal or white conservative or moderate who believes that this is a fair place that, you know, if you just come into America and work hard, you'd be okay in the sense that. He he almost gave no lip service to race. Exactly, and, and so and so exactly, and, and so to that he misses the point. It's point. like Marx, 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 Marx. Where's your initial start of primitive accumulation? This is your whole thing. Where is the source of primitive accumulation? So you missed the point. Moreover, you don't even have you yo. We we don't get Dodge Capital without Ingles Pops. No, Ingles Pops. Yeah, definitely. Rampant capitalists. Yeah, yeah. And again, and, and I don't say that to say that there's nothing valuable in the Marx tradition. Like, yo, like any like like anything, yo, take what you need, leave the rest. But for, for but for us, wherever we find ourselves, anywhere in the world, we have to embrace that which is practical. And so for me, even the race discussion has to be put into the context of where it's practical. We cannot become romantic. We cannot uh, find ourselves in some space where people are like wild pontificating. It's like, yo, you know what? 
That's, that's my eat. problem. And, and, and you know what? Challenge. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Um,
intellectuals in general but particularly black intellectuals particular you know of late i've been reading a lot about uh, of black intellectual stuff of of current and what's what's really interesting to me is that m- the vein is that all of them were privileged and they in their center like they all there'd be the one like malcolm said the one family in the all-white neighborhood who went to school with all the white kids who went to the to the ivy league tower schools and did all this and did all that and they have these revelations about like they get to a point in life where they're like man this whiteness thing isn't really working right and i'm like what were you there's some of us that was our starting point so where 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 are the intellectuals where the reformists where the activists where the political parties for the people who are at that point already. Because you know who's at that point? Them poor people right outside this gate. Yeah. Them poor people in Bed-Stuy or Brownsville yeah. or the East or the South Bronx or wherever. Right. They're at that point. But nobody's nurturing or feeding the point that they're at. And we're just reproducing. It's, it's like, you know, it's funny to me. Like, you know, we re- <laughs> those guys are like fodder. For capitalism, man, yeah. nobody they cares. Are. Like well, it is. It's funny. Like two are. things recently, uh, I posted about this 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 preacher who gets robbed. So he gets robbed while he robbing motherfuckers nicely, talking a good word. And the commentary from people were like, "Oh man, we have to do better." Who's we? And what are we talking about? Like for what, him? For him? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> or, or somebody sent me a. Um, uh, it looks like it's a series of cats in prison um, doing their thing. Now, you know, as y'all know, what I do. Oh, like they got TVs and phones? Yeah, and phones in prison. And, and I'm like, we really think, you know, recently we all, some of us went to the Nas documentary on the Supreme team. And, you know, it's like, yo, that's what the fuck we talking about? And, like, yo, that's the shit we wax, that, that's the shit we are waxing poetic about. Poetic about? Like, yo, y'all, yeah, do y'all understand what's going on? But back to the we gotta do better real quick. It's like, <laughs> like yo, stop viewing yourself through the lens, lens of, of yo, somebody else. else. What does that mean, we? Mm-hmm. Like, are you out here robbing people? Yeah, who's we? Like, were, is that, like, were you a part of that, that, that robbery squad, the stick-up cats, and now you're saying y'all got to stop doing this? Because I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, but I'm, my thing I don't is, know who you're talking a, about. as a preacher, you got $400,000 worth of jury on you, and you're driving a Rolls Royce in Bentley, and you're telling poor people to give you money that for their salvation. Session. Who's really doing the robbing? Exactly. Like, you know right. No, like, and undoubtedly, like, undoubtedly, that preacher man is likely stolen far more than could ever be stolen from him. But, but for those people with the we got to do better, who you are you I'm either of those about. people? Are you jumping up in a pulpit, taking from the people, tricking the people, or are you out here with the hammers robbing people? If you don't, then who you talking about? Stop taking all this but mess that, and, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's where and that's where you go Stop back that. to what you were saying though is un, of taking things apart. Because that behavior, 
is the capitalistic mindset exactly of where yes. race yeah race ain't got race ain't got nothing to do with that that's capital like Yo, that's some other yeah. shit capitalism is what's encouraging them that saying a gain wealth above above self uh, above all else you can swap all those people out all of yes. white priests yes yes all of the them. same thing is happening the same thing is so that's a that's a part and that emerges into into capitalism through the human because y'all some big head apes you 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 want to avoid pain and seek pleasure you want more than you need that's 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 a part of this other I got a thing found respect for animals by the way after staying <laughs> three nights in the serengeti uh particularly with the montgomery children who uh blew a, blew a uh blew a gasket out in the serengeti called brooklyn to get their grandma who needs help to get up to call their parents in the tent we, we'll get to that story but um Oh yeah, yeah. That's got to be a, after the break. We definitely we got to build on build on the animal dynamic. We got to build on the, the animal dynamic. Well, we actually, we, but that, that is an ill dynamic though. Like you see it freaking Puma in the parking lot. That's a wild visual. Oh, you see Puma in the parking lot? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, did? <laughs> yeah. This was last time when we came. Uh, uh, but go ahead. No, I was, I was gonna say we 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 actually have a, a another episode of the podcast where we building with a oh. young Maasai brother um, on our oh, on, on on our ferry ride to um zanzibar and it's you know he, he's dropping wild stories and gems on us just based on him growing up like after a while i'm talking to him i'm like yo wait but you you have a whole different relationship to animals like you you grew up with them basically and he's like oh yeah and he goes into like the details so so we exactly both definitely both definitely so so we, we're gonna see what's up yeah, with, what's up with that thing i want to talk about is uh like they call white people out here mazungos mazungo but they also refer to Americano Zungu. Black, some, black, some cats. Yeah, some, some but, cats. but they also refer to black people as black Mazungos, some of us. Some. Oh, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I, didn't yeah. get that. No, I had I, a conversation. You get wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I had a conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, like, is they, they, some of them feel like that. Because there's, mm-hmm. you know, we would be naive to think that there ain't some black people coming over here acting like Mazungos. Exactly. Of course, of course. You know what I'm saying? And, um... It's it's a it's a lot to talk about in the in the but, in but the overwhelmingly up un, like unquestionably the reality it's been nothing but love. Oh, I mean, I, no question. Cats out here quoting Garvey. Overwhelmingly, cats out here like Garvey. Listen, I I got I got I got embraced by some cats in in Joburg who, like, yeah, we spoke every day since mm-hmm. I've left. Like like they they are doing incredible things. Like mm-hmm. art artists, writers, intellectuals. Hands on, yeah. <laughs> like and cats we, gonna see. Yo, and, we, we and, posting these pics. Nah, cats gonna yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those relationships that we posted in these people, that shit ain't for likes. Yeah, it's like, real that, And actually, I want to say, I, I want to create Mally and Phil and, and Jess and Shella, the tech squad of the combine. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. Can we create where you can dislike? Why can't we just add dislikes <laughs> to social it's, it's media? Been, man? It's been around, man. It got shook out because it's more effective okay. economically. All you right, know, the heart. Out. The heart is more. But you know, what yeah. we gotta do. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll craft a hack version. A hack, hack version, version might be yeah, uh, hashtag thumbs down. Thumbs down. When you want to get something to thumbs down, you don't like it. You throw the hashtag thumbs down. <laughs> so, that's, so you heard it here first. Whatever the combine don't like, so we go hashtag thumbs down. Now you know what? Because it goes back to. That thing, Melly, you said about the binary world we live in, man. Like every is we missing context on so many levels, on so many things, and it's affecting us. Is how we are raising these children. It's affecting children how they react with one another. How the social relationships and the dynamics 
that capitalism has interrupted has really, I think that has caused a lot of pain in our society. Like we, you know, you got to start thinking about how people relate to one another nowadays. Yes. And, and we that, talked about that last night. Yeah. Like everybody wants a shortcut. You just want to understand. Yeah. Like, oh, black guy, like you're saying, ignorant, mm-hmm. doesn't work hard, white person, rich, privileged. Mm-hmm. It's like just mad it's, context. Yeah, no context. It's, it's nothing really. Because you just want this thing instantly. Yeah, I want this, this understanding. Me, I, I still haven't been able to put it into words, so. It's all going to come later. Yeah, it's gonna keep coming. It's it's so much layers. We need it. We need it. It it, kind of reminds me of when we were in Africa last. No, in Alaska last. Were we in Alaska last year? Last year. Last Last February. But different as far as the reflection side of it. But um. Yeah, you're yeah you're you're in these these spaces where you're so far outside of your norm. You have so little uh, of your controls at least our perception of these controls, and you're, and you're with yourself in a different kind of way. And the value comes, yeah, later. Like, later is really when the value comes, yeah, when you, you need, need it. it. Yeah. And there aren't words to describe. Like, no, I can't not, describe. I can't. There's no way. And, and it, I, it's funny, because I, I had a thought about language. Like, I was talking to a young brother, very interesting. His mother's Irish, Rasta. Rastafarian. Mother's from Ireland, Irish. <laughs> Has mad property in Ethiopia and was one of the few non-Ethiopians who was granted citizenship in Ethiopia, has mad land in Lamu, and I was kicking it with her son, who's half Ugandan, half Irish, and um, we were talking about the human, he, we, he was saying how language and English language is so complex at first, and I was saying, I don't feel that way. I, I feel like the English language is very um, is barbaric in certain regards. It's, it's all it doesn't it, it it it's absent of context. It's like it, it's in one way it could be. And that's why we have to provide so much context. Yes. Shout out to Janet. We was talking about this. Yeah. Okay. When we speak English, because mm-hmm. we're talking about Thai mm-hmm. people, it's like yo, we provide so much context when we're speaking English, like because mm-hmm. it's just you're adding because you want somebody to understand. understand. When you're talking to people here, it's like we're. Bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bathroom, but make it sound like a question. You don't have to add where's the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Just say bathroom and somebody's pointing. And, and no, nah, I see, because I was trying to tell him, I was like, yo, I look at the language sort of where it, it lacks intellectual uh, capacity and context because it's more of a an aggressive language that, you know, then you start getting the linguistics and desire. Like, I want that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I say I want that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and in that, you know, you got to think how it was introduced to us because you don't just introduce language blanketly. It comes with a lot of other things to un- to understand it, how it, the, the, how it sounds, you know, oh, yeah, kind, like exactly. it, it's and a lot. No, and, right. And so to that linguistic part of it, that's when that's why it, those of you who or anybody who embraces other languages, which is a great thing to do for understanding, you don't ever want to confuse translations with transliterations. Like we, we think about we think about like Kiswahili is a bridge language, right? English is a bridge language. However, English is a bridge language for commerce. Well, and you know what? And 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 so was and so was and so was Kiswahili as well. But the difference is, <laughs> global capital hadn't reached this kind of place yet, and the, simply the dot. And of course, it's, it's wrapped up and swept up in this bigger thing called Americanism, and you know, and all this other stuff. So yeah, it can be very difficult to articulate that which is meaningful. However, 
you can you you can you can master any tool you know what i'm saying you can we we get the ball wins we get like like there's no shortage of us who've found ways to use all that context to construct something meaningful but it's a big old challenge man poly 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 we we gonna we we gonna we gonna uh, let y'all know what poly poly means um, in a minute. But all right, so we're gonna we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back.
into the Serengeti right now because that that is a place that is of a vast information a lot of animals I'm getting I'm getting some side looks from Mama Montgomery the maternal Montgomery in in the crew she gave me some side looks from the Serengeti no side looks all right it was it was all good it was it was it was all good. It was all good. Just a week ago. Um, so I met after I left Phil and Shabi and Lamu. well they left first in Lamu. I stayed another day in Lamu. Had a great time. Shout out to Mr. Lee and um, Makiko. Makiko and um, Tiffany. Tiffany uh, Anderson and um, uh, way to Africa and. Paponies, our people over great, there. Great 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 time, man. Like we really got to see what that's about. I met the I met uh, my wife and kids in Tanzania, and we drove. Uh, we stopped at um, Arusha. How long was the drive? Well, the drive from the airport was definitely like an hour and a half or two hours in the middle of the night in Arusha. Then we spent the night. Um, you know, you had to prepare. Sometimes things don't go as planned, so we spent the night somewhere we wasn't supposed to. But somebody looked us out. Beautiful Muslim sister opened up or manages uh, some apartments and let us in. We stayed the night, woke up bright and early in the morning in Arusha, then drove some three hours to the to the uh, Serengeti through a park first. And then in a truck, a safari truck that they said, uh, you know, he told us. Is, is what they call the uh, our boy Elliot, who is our driver and, and guide. Uh, he called it the African massage, because the ride is <laughs> like it's kind of wild. And the truck, you're on a dirt road, which uh-huh. the, the road actually reminds me of Alabama. It's red dirt, so all this dust it's kicking is kicking up under the truck. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So. My eyelash, to show you how much dust my eyelashes 
Jet was like, Dad, look at your face. And I had like, I had uh, clumps. clumps of dust on my eyelashes. And um, it's quite interesting to drive through Africa and see that you're at least the minority in that small space because it's mostly European people on oh, these um, tours. Yeah, um, it's like dinner, yeah it's, it's, it's like, it was like going to Robbins Island, mm-hmm. um, which was another story we, we can talk about on the break. I want to talk about the experience of Robbins Island in, in South Africa and, and Hector Peterson. But so we in it, we, we, we driving, we, we see some of the most majestic, beautiful animals. We saw everything except, I think, a rhino. We you saw everything, rhino? huh? You didn't see a rhino. We didn't see a rhino. We, 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 we had to get up early one day, I think they told us to see the rhino in the crater. Mm-hmm. And we didn't see the rhino, but y'all saw the rhino. Yeah, we saw the rhino in Nairobi. In Nairobi, yeah, we didn't see the rhino. I, and I was staying across from the park in, the, in, the, in uh, Nairobi. I didn't see uh, rhinos, but we saw everything, right? Mm-hmm. Everything. We, we, we came up on some giraffes making love. Uh, our peoples came up with some lions making love. Bing bong. <laughs> uh, elephants, uh, zebras, giraffes, uh, hippo. Um, uh, yeah, his, his thing went down totally. Like, literally, he looked at us like, and then his shit just shrunk. It was just kind of wild. I got a picture of it. Bing bong. <laughs> We've seen, we seen a, 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 a hyena. Tear, eating, eating a gazelle. Don't show me that. Yeah, like we seen, we seen a lot, a lot. So we get to the site. Thorn Tree was the place. If you ever gonna go out there, check out Away to Africa on Instagram and Thorn Tree. Um, we get our, our luxury tent. It's not the tent that the combine women were hating on <laughs> in New Hampshire. It's, it's like a glam type tent. Tent. Yeah, yeah. Shabby would like it. Allegra would like it. Uh, Candace liked it. It had a shower. Auntie Chi like it? Auntie Chi Chi might live in it. She like actually, it. she you know she it had it had a porcelain sink, a word. bathroom, oh, wow. wood shower, hot shower. Um, Shit, I don't even got a hot shower in Nairobi. <laughs> Yo, on, ch- on cheese, no stranger to the AT for, for nah, those of nah, our it, listeners. It was, off the, it was off the chain. Everybody was like, yo, this is nice. nice. <laughs> this is nice. So, you know, we go there. They got a bar. And those of oh, you like to indulge, it's yeah. full bar. You know what I'm saying? Popcorn, fresh popcorn, which is stuff. How was the food dinner? The food was good. It was okay. The first night. First night, it was good. It's because y'all was hungry. Uh, you know what? They have a system. No, the food was decent, but they have a system. Like, you know. I mean, you got to you in the middle. Of yeah, you in the middle of nowhere. And. Yeah, but but you. They bring it in the same. And, but to make things clear, there is no gun. People, yo, they got guns for the animals. No, you wake up in the morning and like being in Alaska. When we in Alaska, you wake up, you might see some bear shit in front of your tent. Um, out there, you're going to see a. You might see some little pebbly shit. That's probably a g- gazelle. Or you might see some, some big-ass shit that might be elephant, zebra, lion. Who knows? So our tent was nine. Our kids' tent was 11. So the first night, I get a call. Middle of the night. My phone is ringing. Candy's phone is ringing. It's my little cousin, who's like my nephew, Amir calling from Brooklyn. And I'm like, first thing I think is, yo. Shout out MC Big Head. <laughs> yeah, see, I got him a bucket hat from Thesis, too. Shout bucket hat Thesis. throwing your big ass head. 
Um, so I'm like, yo, we answer it. We's like, yo, I'm thinking it's Nima. I'm thinking mm-hmm. something's up with Nima. So I'm like, you know, like, damn, all right, what is this? He's like, yo, uh, there's a lion outside of Jade, <laughs> Jade Stone and Jet Tent. Yo, they freaking out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm like, oh, come on, man. I was having a nice dream. I'm, I think now I'm, I go from dream to damn. My mom's is, is not doing well to, all right, it's a lion outside. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, what did they tell us? Flash a light. If you're in distress, turn it on and off and they'll come. So we call them and we calm our kids down and tell them to do that. And I look out the tent and they just flicking the light. Ain't nothing happening. Because ain't nobody stupid enough to go out. out. But I'll get to that, too, because there are some people stupid enough to come out their tent at night. That (laughs) happened the next night. So literally, we get the grandmother from Brooklyn text and says, Yo, man, y'all serious? They they, they wouldn't have a lion loose. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Nima, we in a safari. This all loose. We in the lion backyard. So... You know, we just, you know, nobody's going outside. The kids are safe in the tent. You know, there's some tears to be spread or whatever. Let, nervousness, let it happen. And then we woke up the next morning. My, my daughter wasn't speaking to me. Um, Why? Because she, she felt uh, that I, I don't know what she, she said, she said that it wasn't only her freaking out, that it was her brothers as well. I can honestly say the one brother who I think was the least the most calm was the little guy. Jet giving us some funny looks now. Like, yeah, yo, I was yeah. good. Uh, y'all want to tell him? Jet, you want to tell what happened? Tell what happened, Jet. The official story. Tell what happened, Jet. Last night. Uh, not, tell your story. The other night, so we're all chilling. It was hard to sleep because, like, it was just, like, we couldn't really sleep. Now, like, let me, can I ask you a question? Yeah. We got kind of on edge a little bit because it was the first night in the. Y'all been in tents and tents and campaways. You've been in yeah, cold Alaska. You've been in all types of places. Was it that y'all was concerned? Like what? What was? No, it we the- wasn't concerned. We just couldn't sleep. Like we so, Jay was sleeping. She was she was sleeping, but then she woke back up, and I was sitting at the end of the bed, and Stone was like, Stone was like, um, he was like, shh, and we all like we all. all right, so let me stop you there. So Stone. Was the catalyst to you things going haywire? All right, you're in a you're in a safari, bro. There's animals out there. So so what does Stone do? Shh. Y'all hear that? <laughs> Y'all hear that? <laughs> Yo, that's so, so we all like got quiet and we heard it. What did you hear? Could you describe? Like heard, what it was you like heard? like rustling and like and like. What do you mean rustling? Like, like, like okay. And like 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 heavy breathing, like really heavy breathing. And Heavy breathing for real? Yes. Alright. So we went. So we went. They everybody was like, "Oh, be quiet, be quiet." So Jaden Stone, they were already under the covers, and like they was like, "Just stop moving." And they was they was threatening me and stuff. They was like, "Oh, well, they was threatening you." Yeah, because I was moving. I guess I was making noise. They was like, they was threatening me and stuff. Like, yo, stop moving. <laughs> so, so I couldn't get under the cover. So if the, if I, if it was some if it had came in, I would have been the first one. Oh, they didn't, the, they didn't let me get under. They didn't let me get They didn't let me get under the covers. The they jazz, just the jazz just said the covers. The yeah, covers but, are like the bread on the sandwich, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, under the cover so you could have rolled under the bed and then they would you would have been safe 
but no. still, they, they're no. bad siblings. No. Like, like I was like, they, <laughs> like they did not let me. So I was just in one position this whole time, just sitting, sitting on top of the bed. For like, for like. 40 minutes. Oh, no. man. Oh, man. That's, that's yeah. They shook. Yo, you're whack. You Super picked shook. them on the top. Like, Yo. you left the appetizer? What is Yo, and, then, and then we stopped hearing it for a little, so I got under. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just, I just, that point, I was just quiet. I just stopped. All right. And then and then we heard it again and then it all started to like break loose. So everybody just broke. Then it was no. All, what me. do you mean it break loose? Like like Jay started to started acting. Wigging but, out. Yeah, and then Stone, Stone started wigging Stone, out. Stone was actually trying to help. Like he he was like, he was he was not really freaking out, but he was trying kinda. But he was trying to like get get um call you guys and stuff all like right. that cause, okay. and tell you. And Jay was just freaking out. We were like just Jay. He was like he was like we were like Stone get your phone. He's like, Jay, just be quiet, be quiet. Stone wasn't actually really freaking out. Okay. He wasn't freaking out. But he started the freak out. I guess. Okay. But it, but still, it would have gone. It would have gone. We still, either way, we still would have heard it because we right. were all hearing it. And, and what? Happened? So did y'all all eventually fall asleep? No. Well, yeah. And then Jay, everybody just started freaking out. <laughs> so Jay, Jay, Jay started like, like yelling, crying. No. Hyperventilating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yelling because the thing was outside. Yeah. And, and, um. Where, where was you at? So, while they was freaking out. I was in the, I was in the, my wife is like, uh. I told them, they were like, please, flashing lights. All these things. Man, them workers ain't coming. Nobody came. Nobody coming for what? And. No, no, but yo, there's science behind the flashing of the light. You know what happens? What, what really what they were trying to say was that first of all, when we flash it, they go. Yeah, the, the animals. Yeah, the the guns. There's no guns out there. The light, the flashlight is the gun. And the next day, Candace was talking to one of the workers, and he basically said, "Yo, there was a male lion in the camp that night, and he saw him, and he took his flashlight and shined it in his eyes, and he ran in our direction." So he said, it's, he said it's possible that it could have it could have been that. But I believe you. No, yeah, yeah. I, listen, I don't know, but I was like, we're sleeping in their area, and as long as nobody opens a goddamn tent and go outside, you good. You good. You you good. The lion's not gonna open the tent like. They zipper like you ain't gonna hear the zipper open up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, a logical. I'm not acting like them. <laughs> no. But they, did, they didn't scream. They stayed yes. quiet. They oh, they didn't scream? No. Yes, they did. No, y'all screamed? No. We no, didn't, didn't scream. No. But we didn't stay quiet. No. <laughs> I, stayed, I stayed quiet. Yo. Stone basically stayed quiet. Jay wasn't quiet. No. All right. So. But with moving wise, we all kind of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next. So there was. You know, listen. The next night. I hear zippers opening up, three, in four the in the, the morning. Night. People walking what? out, talking. Yeah. I was like, what are they doing? It was uh, it was our it was our European neighbors, who was like, hey, let's let's you know, let's explore. Yeah, let's let's, let's just step out. Let's step out. Well, so, were they twisting? I mean, there was no blood on the ground and none of that. So they lived. But the next night, when we got out of the Serengeti, and we stayed uh, in a beautiful lodge. Um, there was a story told to us that in 2016, at one of the lodges, 
a waiter was going to deliver food and he didn't bring his flashlight and a lion jumped out and all they found was the dude's legs, legs in his shoes. His torso was gone. It's a horrible story, man. And and you y'all said y'all met a Maasai brother who said back in the day he um chilling under a tree and what? You said uh like what was that story? Eleven? Eleven? But that's the thing too, like was the tree big? Had to be, I hope. Yeah, yeah, it, was a big, it was a big tree actually, I think. Eleven though? So he was chilling. And eleven lionesses just strolled up and he's like, you know, he's 11? 11 and he's but he's a he's a Maasai. He's of the Maasai. Like, so I'm thinking that was the first thing I asked him. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of them are. But he wasn't. But he turned around and he said he was like, oh, you know, but he's it's not like panic time for him. He's like, oh, let me just I'm going to be cool because he said what happens is people freak out. And, then, you know, you might, you know, whatever instinct you might run you. But you're you're like. You know, like frozen, you're, you're scared. But he's like, the animals, they feed off of whatever you're... Well, not necessarily they feed off of fear, but they feed off of what you're giving them. So, so if you're... If you are afraid and, like, freaking out, obviously, yeah, you, you, that's not your area. For him, he grew up, he grew up in that environment. So for him, it's like, oh... These are a bunch of lions, like, not ideal, but all right, let me just be cool. And he said he's, he chilled. They came. They hung around. Then they left. I have to say, as, I mean, the story is, is crazy in the moment, but, uh, I mean, I thought that they did, all things considered, it could have been wild. And they could have just, like, freaked out and Jay could have run out of the tent, and she didn't do that. And I thought that, I think, I mean, again, it's a crazy story. And it was 4, 4, 40, 45 in the morning. But all things considered, I thought they did okay. Oh, fainting goat over here? <laughs> Definitely would have passed out. It'd have been like, what happened? Why is our Chi-Chi not breathing? It was lying outside my tent and I fainted and I can't wake up until I'm at the airport going home. So y'all gonna have to carry this day. So for the audience members that who don't know Aunt Chi-Chi, she is our beloved um, Aunt Chi-Chi and resident fainting goat. For those of you not familiar, you should look up Google the term fainting goat and then you'll see on Chi-Chi's spirit animal. My spirit goat? animal is a fainting, fainting goat. goat. What is that? I'm going to show you. That's our East Africa episode. We hope you enjoy it. Until next time.
Ay, ay, ay. 